Welcome to the Healing Trauma Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Monique Coven. I'm the host. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach. I've worked for over 25 years as a social worker, and I'm a survivor. The Trauma Healing Podcast is for those who are healing trauma and finding ways to navigate through this messy, uncomfortable, and challenging recovery process. The intent of the podcast is to provide helpful information to validate, inspire you, support you on your healing recovery journey. You're going to hear stories from other survivors, trauma experts, and trauma therapists in the field that will provide information on effective trauma healing modalities, tools, techniques, skills, all in hopes of helping you heal. If you'd like to find out more information on trauma recovery healing, please go to my website at www.cptsdcoach.com. I also have an Instagram and Facebook page at cptsdcoach. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm going to be sharing a conversation today with you that I had with Sarah Aird. Sarah is a fellow trauma survivor, and I just loved our conversation because we were talking about what life was like living with uh, the symptoms, the unnamed symptoms of complex trauma and trying to figure out how to do life, really, with these symptoms and not really having a name for it. And there was so much that we both um, could really relate to. And I know that you will find it so relatable, which is so great because when we are going through this, many of us um, think we're alone and it feels so uh, overwhelming and like we're the only one that could possibly be experiencing these kinds of symptoms. And then when you hear other people, many other people who know exactly what it's like, you just don't feel so alone and so abnormal because you understand that, oh, oh, other people feel this way. And so this is, this is a response, a human response to, to trauma. So we're going to be talking about our own experiences and I hope that it will give you some validation and some comfort. And um, I really loved it. So enjoy. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. It's, it's great that we can just get together and talk about something that, you know, we get, we relate to. Uh, it's so amazing when we can talk about this in a shared way, when we've spent many of us so many years just not understanding and not having other people understand. So I'm also looking forward to, to our talk today. So we're going to talk a bit about um, your experience uh, with uh, trauma and not quite knowing 
that you were experiencing trauma um, and yet um, just trying to navigate what was happening in your experience. So you were telling me um, experiencing what we now know as dissociation and a bit of emotional chaos, but really not having any context or understanding about what's happening. So can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think um, growing up, especially like through adolescence and then into my like young adulthood when I'm in college, um, at that point in my life, like I, I know I'm struggling with like anxiety and depression pretty regularly. I've had uh, like struggles with suicidal thoughts and right like there's just this part of me that feels like why why is life so hard but it doesn't look like it's so hard for everybody else um and I just right like I I had a, a somebody say to me once it's like you feel like you don't have the memo for life like I don't like I I need a manual for living but I really don't have like any context for it. I I look at my life and think like, my life is pretty normal. Like, why am I struggling so much? Um, And I just don't have words um, for the struggle, right? And I think without the context, um, I look back on those years in my life and like, I, I just feel tremendous amounts of shame. Like I'm, there's something wrong with me like, why can't I make this work? I feel really broken. Um, and I just, I don't understand. I don't understand why. Um, so I'm kind of going along, um, trying to kind of figure out life, trying, right? Like, I think I try to figure it out by perfecting, um, just working harder, trying to kind of like will myself to something better. Um, and then eventually, uh, I, I get married and for whatever reason that, that relationship, I think entering into, um, like an, an intimate space with a partner, right? Like who wants to connect with me kind of cracks open something inside of me. And then, um, I kind of start to experience that emotional, that emotional chaos. At the time though, I don't have any words like I have right now. It just feels like, um, I'm so, I'm so detached, so dissociated, so disconnected from the past. I really just feel like, um, I'm losing my mind, right? Like as, um, I have more and more difficulty, um, I guess like, right, just navigating my emotions, like, um, at the time there's triggers, right. But I don't have words for that. So it's like, I, if I were to describe it as it was happening back then, right. I think it's like for a long time, I just feel like there's something wrong with me. I don't feel completely human is how I would say it. Like I always felt like I'm some kind of different wrong human. Like, I don't know how to do this and why is life relationships, like, why is it all so hard? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, right, like, I have this moment in my life where, like, 
something, it like really feels like snaps inside of me. Something cracks open and all of a sudden I'm just in what I would call like, I like really love metaphor and imagery because it's hard to find the words, right? But it's just like this really tumultuous like ocean. Like I'm trying to to swim and I don't know how, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just feel constantly like I'm treading water and getting pulled underneath and and I don't know why. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like we have <laughs> can it's so relatable to so many of us um and yeah and there's no words um maybe we kind of have one word which is help mm-hmm. but we have no other words to 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 put around it and yeah that's that's really a yeah that that explains it um really I, well mm-hmm. i think in the face of that too right like when you don't have an explanation when you don't have words when right like there's no there's nothing that helps you make sense of it like the only you know like for me the thing that I would like was like my rock bottom where I'd always land was like shame like what is wrong with me right like shame just became home base because without an explanation without an understanding it's just like it must be me, right? Like it must be something that's like really inherently wrong with me. Like, why can't I figure this out? And so I think, right, like over the years, that shame just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. I can, I can remember when I was going through that and then trying to access help. And like you said so well, we don't really have the words. So I tried to explain and, you know, you're kind of looked at as, yeah, like they don't have words either, which Mm -hmm. really makes you feel like Mm -hmm. it confirms what you're, what you're experiencing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can understand that. And, and that is really the experience that many of us feel when we don't understand that this is, that this is trauma. I'm curious about something though, because you were saying there was no context. And so, in my situation, I had all the things you described and I felt those things. But in between that, I would have flashbacks and emotional flashbacks. So I really knew that this was feeling like I, this, this was feeling like my past, but my brain was Mm -hmm. saying, yeah, but you're safe now and you have a wonderful family, great job. This doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. But did you have, did you kind of know that this was related to your childhood trauma? No. Because I think, right, like for me, well, see, right, like looking back, I think the all the signs were there, right? Like one of the things I would have said back then is like, oh, I just don't remember my childhood, right? And 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 I don't have a sense that like, I don't know why I can't remember it, but I don't really question like why. I'm just like, I don't remember like, and, and I think what I do remember to me feels like that's just what's normal, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a sense that it was supposed to be any different. So I initially, yeah, like didn't have um, uh, like any connections mm-hmm. to the past. I think that's why it, it felt um, 
so incredibly disorienting. Mm -hmm. I also think like, and I've heard this in talking with other survivors that like part of that dissociation is that like, or even maybe like the denial that comes from like abusive homes is that we don't recognize it as trauma, right? It's just like, that's just, isn't that how everybody grows up, right? Like, mm. isn't that how it's just supposed to be? Um, but yeah, I didn't for, I would say probably for, I don't even know, like the, the first seven to eight years in my recovery, I, I'm not making connections to childhood. I'm just like, um, I have, I have one experience in high school that I think Oh, right. It's a, like a, um, a peer-to-peer uh, sexual assault. And it's like, that's, that's what this must be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, what I'm experiencing feels – I don't know how to describe it, right? It feels so much bigger than this one event. And I remember mm-hmm. saying to my therapist, like, did something else happen to me? I guess, right. You're right. I, I'm, I'm kind of wondering that, but like, I don't, I don't have any, I'm not having like flashbacks to the past. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I mean, I think it, it, it goes two ways. You have some people and I've spoken, some people that I work with are like, I didn't know any different. I mean, mm-hmm. I just thought this was normal, kind of what you're saying. Um, and then you have others where even as children, we knew this was this was not right. This was yeah. not normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's kind of those, those two camps. Um, so uh, how did understanding trauma, like, help you to understand kind of the emotional uh, swinging that you were sort of feeling or describing? Yeah, so I think like several years in, I I finally get in touch with some trauma-informed resources. It takes a long time <laughs> to get there, which mm-hmm. is like, right, I think like you described initially, I'm going into places asking for help and uh, and they don't have the language for what I'm experiencing and the modalities that they're using like aren't helping. And it's mm-hmm. like, right. And I start to feel like, well, I must really be broken if mm-hmm. they can't help me. Right. Um, so I, I, I finally get into some trauma informed circles and I am a, like, I am like a reader workbook, like hand me all the, <laughs> the things kind of person. And so I just started, right? Like just soaking up this information because it resonated so deeply, um, especially liter- like books and information around complex PTSD. I remember the first time my therapist said, well, like it's complex trauma, it's complex PTSD. And I didn't really, I thought he was like making that up. I'm like, <laughs> like, it's just really complicated. Is that what you mean? And, and he was like, um, no, <laughs> there's like, it's like a thing. And like, here's this book. And, and I think, um, I read the body keeps the score. I read Pete Walker's complex PTSD. And all of a sudden it's like, 
I have language for, Mm -hmm. right? Like I have words like emotional flashback and emotional dysregulation and dissociation and trigger and Mm -hmm. all of those things (gasps) make sense. And it's like, it's interesting though, like dissociation and denial because I, um, I remember like really resonating with all of this information about trauma and yet still struggling to believe that I experienced trauma. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, that's common too. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, I would read the books and I'd be like, yes, 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 yes. And then I'd be like, but I didn't experience trauma. Like it was fine, right? Like so it was this really weird – I mean, I think that was part of my, right, like, journey where I was, like, it was this struggle of, like, wow, this stuff really helps. And at the same time, I had a really hard time accepting, right, like, that the the way I had learned to live my life, right, like, oriented around protecting myself and defending myself was a result of experiences I had had. And... And I think that's just, right, like, it's super tricky. I think it also um, makes it hard to find resources related to trauma when we don't believe we have trauma, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, so I think having that language was really, was really helpful in, like, saying, oh, there's an explanation for this. It took me a while to get to the place where I could accept that I'd experienced trauma, but somewhere along the lines, I, I kind of came to this conclusion where it's like, I'm benefiting from these trauma informed resources. Mm -hmm. It's healing me. I'm feeling better, right? Like I, I'm, 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 I felt like I was starting to heal and I was like, I'm just going to have to, (laughs) Right, like let go of that wrestle with Mm. whether I have trauma or don't have trauma. And and I think over time I start to like I I can't really deny anymore that like this stuff works for me. And so I start to accept the idea that I've I've had a traumatic past. Yeah. And sometimes I think it is. I can remember one conversation when I started to Uh, understand complex trauma, I remember sharing it with um, a therapist and I said, like you, and my trauma was, is developmental and it was Mm -hmm. chronic. And I remember Mm -hmm. saying to her, I, I, I'm going to tell you a bit about it, but I don't think I have complex trauma. Mm -hmm. And her eyes were really wide. And she was like, Oh, she was shaking her head. Yes, 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 you do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, at the same time, I can remember when I was uh, you know, going through all of this as a mom with all of these symptoms and no language, I get a hold of Ju- Judith Herman's mm-hmm. book. Um, do you remember what it's called? Trauma and Recovery, I think. Right. That's what it's called. So I had it under my arm and I'm at my doctor's appointment and I'd been see- at that time, I probably saw her around 14 years. I said, I think, I think I know what it is. I think I have PTSD. And in that book, she defined complex trauma and made a distinction between PTSD and childhood, well, complex developmental trauma mm-hmm. and all of it. And she looked at me and said nothing. And then 
we just just like went on to keep talking about CBT and other things. Mm-hmm. And it was so invalidating. And I just continued to be in the dark because professionals didn't see it. So unfortunately, yeah. I feel like the like the as I've spent time in the survivor community, like that's a pretty common experience, which is super Oh, it's so frustrating. It's so me. frustrating. It's so upsetting. It That's is. one of the reasons why I started the podcast because, and I still have people telling me, you know, oh, I didn't know I had complex trauma, but mm-hmm. yeah. And then I'm like, yes, you know, because it, when we have, like you said, we're living without context. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem to make sense when we finally have some sort of understanding Ah, we just, we feel a little bit more in control, a little safer. So, Absolutely. And I think that's, it's like, uh, really, I don't, I like, I didn't have like anybody outright say like, you don't have this thing, but I do, I feel like for several years, right. I'm, I'm ending up in places like, like I end up in sex therapy, I end up with CBT, I or yeah, cognitive, yeah. So, right, and it's like, um, this is not really right. Like I just mm-hmm. keep feeling like this is not, this yeah. is not really working for me. Um, and I don't know why, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, and I, I think I honestly feel like I get lucky and that I have a therapist I'm doing CBT with, and I finally come in and I say. I am doing everything you're asking me to do and it is not working, right? Did you say that? Yeah. Did you say that? Oh, bravo. She was just like, and I said, and I go, and I was having like tons of nightmares at the time. And I was like, I'm doing what you're asking me to do. And it's just, it's really like, I don't find I'm experiencing like any relief. If anything, I feel like it's getting harder. And I was lucky because she said to me, she was like, okay, I think I have like another modality that might work better for you. And she introduced me to EMDR through another therapist. So lucky. Yes. (laughs) Right? Because she could have just said, you're doing it wrong. You're not working Mm -hmm. hard enough. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, or you're, you know, I've had people come say like that they hear that they're treatment resistant and I'm just like, oh, right. Like (laughs) it makes Mm -hmm. me really, and so I get really Mm -hmm. lucky in that I get pointed towards a therapist who's trauma informed. I start EMDR and really that's like the moment where healing takes off and I start to Mm -hmm. feel like there's hope, there's a way Mm -hmm. through. And it's like, but before that, I really do feel like it's my, it's me. Like there must Mm -hmm. be something wrong. And I think that's a really common experience I hear from survivors that like therapists are looking at them and invalidating their experience when they come in and say like, I resonate with complex PTSD or like this, I'm curious about this being complex trauma and therapists not listening to that Mm -hmm. and like exploring that with them. It's like, Ah! I know, I know, totally. Or they don't, they, they say, oh, you have it, like they did with me and so many people that I know. Oh, you have anxiety. Uh-huh, right? You know? Where it's like, uh. it is. And I, I think on my platform, right, I think for me, one of the things that really 
um, changed my healing process is, and I, and I was lucky enough to have, right, this therapist that empowered me, which is like that I started to take charge of what I needed. And right, like I started to say, you know, like this is, I, like, I remember, and I, again, got lucky with this therapist because I would come in and be like, I read this book or I found this thing or I want to try this thing, right? Like, cause like I was finding things that I felt like this, this could work for me. And Sarah, so my, I, yeah, Sarah, I got a call, so it might've cut it off. So okay. what I'm going to do is I'll, I'll remove that part and just say what you started to say, which was, I think I got lucky. And then you just started talking. I don't know what you said. Okay. But yeah. I, So I got lucky in finding this trauma-informed therapist, right, that I felt like was open to exploring, like, different modalities and and in this way started to empower me to find, right, like, what worked for me as opposed to, like, invalidating my experience. And so I would, like, I'm out there learning about, like, inner family systems and parts work and like body work. And I'm like, right. And I'm bringing that to therapy and my, and my therapist is saying, let's try it. Let's figure it out. Let's like find, you know, the ways to make this work. So when like uh, a survivor comes to me and they're like, I'm resonating with complex PTSD or like IFS inner family systems make sense to me. My message is like, you should trust that you should follow that, like empowering survivors to take ownership and like be in charge of their healing. Because I think there is, there can be so much invalidation out there. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, that's so great that your therapist did that and was open. And you're right. Empowerment has to be part of the, um, just, just the, the process of recovery, because what we have lost as, as children from childhood trauma is, is uh, a feeling of empowerment. We felt hopeless and helpless and stuck. And, and so giving ourselves in the recovery process, um, the opportunity to choose uh, what feels right, what we think might work to try things. Mm -hmm. So I love that. It's yeah. hard though, right? Because I think like, um, I, I, I look and I feel like I've heard so many stories of that. Like I went in, I'm like asking for help. I'm curious about whether it's like, you know, complex trauma child. And like you said, it's like this invalidation. And I think those experiences just are more layers of like traumatization yes. of yeah. like, Right. Like disempowerment of like, uh, and, and I feel like, right. Just driving more shame. Like yeah. you're the problem. Like yes. if, it's just anxiety, <laughs> like not that anxiety is just a thing, but right. It's like these survivors are not being heard. Right. As they come in saying like, this makes sense to me. And like, it, it resonates and I don't have all the answers right now. But, like, it's starting to make sense. And for somebody to say, like, that's not you, it's yeah. just – it's maddening. It's maddening. <laughs> yeah. And if and if they could just, like, instead of coming in with their agenda, it's anxiety because this is what I know. This is what I studied. Mm-hmm. And da, 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 da. But be curious when someone mm-hmm. comes in and, and just listen. 
Yeah. Um, and that's why like trauma training is so important. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, another piece that, uh, and I don't know about you, but I am, I'm wild about <laughs> polyvagal theory because yes. that was a huge, yeah, that was a huge piece of, uh, understanding how much we make sense and our systems, our nervous systems make sense. And, um, you know, that is something that, uh, can really help people to feel, uh, more normal. And, um, yeah, it's just such a wonderful thing to learn about. Absolutely. Like, I think that was part of, so I'm, uh, my my bachelor's degree is in biology and I like love <laughs> human <laughs> biology. And so actually when I start to like get into trauma-informed circles and I'm starting to learn about the nervous system, the brain on trauma, right? Like this stuff starts making so much yeah. sense to me. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, right. And like so liberating because um, I, I wrote in a post um, – a few weeks ago, right? Like this starts to feel like the roadmap. It's like, yes. Oh, okay. Like this mm-hmm. is what my nervous system is doing. This is how it's been affected. This is what's going on in my brain. And, and I start to feel less like I'm broken and I start to feel like, oh, like this is what, like, this is how my body responded mm-hmm. to a mm-hmm. situation. It makes so much sense. And I, that was like another big aha yeah. moment in my recovery was like how I incorporate yeah. the body and yeah. healing the nervous system and, and, mm-hmm. and healing the body, not just like thinking my way through trauma, but like feeling my way through. Yeah. That was huge. That yeah. was big. Yeah. So, so huge. And uh, I just, yeah, it's such an important piece. It's one of the first things I do with my clients because, you know, you, it helps you. I love that you use road, roadmap. Because mm-hmm. that's what it is. We feel like we have no context. I don't understand why am I exper- why am I responding this way? Why does this feel so out of whack? But when mm-hmm. we have like we understand what's happening in the context of our nervous system, we feel like we have a roadmap, and it feels better. It feels safer. We know what's happening, um, which I just I love. The other piece I was going to come back to is when you were talking about um, uh, how when we are not understood. It, 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 and I think it is re-traumatizing. It's re-traumatizing of what's happened to us in the past, but in the present. Because mm-hmm. when we were younger, many of us um, were trying to seek help. And mm-hmm. we're, you know, desperately wanted to get out and get help and, and use our voice. So here we are as adults experiencing these, you know, things that feel overwhelming for our system and trying to get help and not getting it. It's re-traumatizing. Absolutely. I think like, right. I think this recent post I talked about, like there was a quote from the body keeps the score and it's dissociation is the essence of trauma. But I think that dissociation is born out of, right. Like being in this place of powerlessness where it's like, I'm, I'm trying to seek help. I'm trying to attach to somebody. I'm trying to attune. I'm trying to get my needs met. I'm trying to be heard emotionally. Right. Like, and, and that, and the environment that we're in says, no, like there's something wrong with you. Like Uh you're too much, you're too sensitive. You're not enough. Right. And so in those circumstances, dissociation makes sense. It's like, okay, there's Mm -hmm. no space for this. I'm tucking it all away. 
Yeah. Right. And then as an adult, I think we start to experience the echoes of that later. And it's like, okay, so I'm going to go out and try to attach. I'm trying to attune. I'm trying to seek help. I'm trying to be emotionally heard. Right. Um, and that dissociation is thick and it's hard to see through. Right. And we're like stumbling our way through. And then we're met with that exact same message, which yeah. is like, you're, you know, like you're not working hard enough. You're broken. This doesn't make sense. Right. Like, of course, that's just gonna, um, magnify or like really validate the need to continue to dissociate, right? Like it's still not safe. There's still not a space here where, um, I can be emotionally heard. I love that you said like, if there's just some room for curiosity, just to say like, interesting, let's explore. Let's just, that is a door that's just saying, okay, Mm -hmm. like I deep breath, I can take a step right towards, um, stepping out of the fog, right? Like I think a lot of the reasons why I was able to step out of dissociation and denial was I just had a person that didn't like Mm -hmm. necessarily say like, oh, you have CPTSD, you have complex trauma. They just opened the door wide enough just to say, let's, let's explore that. Like, let's just, okay. Like, tell me more. Right. And that that. just became a space where it's like, okay, like, (laughs) oh, it feels like, sounds like a, like, finally. Yeah. Ah." You know, uh, I was thinking about, um, um, I was, I was actually talking to another survivor and she was telling me of an experience of, um, when she was also very much the same as all of us trying to get help. And she shared with someone, um, I don't remember if it was a nightmare or, or, um, but she shared, um, a flashback mm-hmm. and the therapist said, now, does that make sense? Right. It's oh like, my gosh. of course it doesn't make sense. Well, actually it does make sense. I know that's right. To say just now, does that make sense? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we should write a book. The things, <laughs> the things are not. Said. Not well, to and say. I think, I think that's why. So for me, like I, I had, I right. I feel like I luck out in in getting a therapist that's trauma informed. Also, I find survivor communities, and I have like I talk about a lot how like hearing me too, hearing that makes sense to me, hearing like I've been there was so incredibly important on my mm. right as part of my recovery journey because even in the therapist's office it's like I I think you can feel a degree of isolation where it's like yeah well I'm in here because I got to get fixed but like everybody else is out there doing fine so I get mm-hmm. into these circles right and they're like they're like nightmares dissociation dysregulation right like they're talking about all of this stuff and and they're saying like me too i get it it makes sense and i'm just like i feel like it's this full body like release or like relief or it's like oh i'm not i'm not the only person right that like is experiencing things this way and i mean i i think that's why survivor communities are so so important cuz i could like sit with somebody and say, for example, I had a nightmare 
And I don't have to explain exactly what that means because in some ways they know, right? Mm -hmm. Like they just know that like, oh yeah, like that's tough, right? And like, Mm -hmm. so I think, um, yeah, communities that, right, where survivors are talking to each other, we're normalizing for each other that like nightmares actually make sense, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and like that those are real, um, right? And our collective wisdom and experience is just, for me, it's just been so, I guess, just important in creating space for myself to just be like, I'm okay. I'm human. I'm right. Like my experience, um, like is relatable, right? Like I'm not, um, the scary broken person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And that's what the, that's what communities can do, which is great. I, I was just thinking about when I was a young mom and I didn't know anyone, anyone who ha- mm-hmm. had trauma, or at least they didn't tell me, but all of the people around me, the young moms, they looked, they looked like their lives were really together. Their mm-hmm. houses were tidy you know, everything looked okay. And I was just, I felt like I was just having such a difficult time with nobody to relate to. So, yeah. I I kind of like have like thought about like, for me, healing was almost like the experience of feeling human again. Cause it's like for a long time, I just feel like I think that was part of that dissociation quote from the post is like, we start to feel like we're not human anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're not like everybody else. We're not, we struggle in, in these ways that nobody else does. How could anyone else understand? Like they all seem to to have the memo for life. Like, why didn't (laughs) I get it? (laughs) Um, It's so like hearing you know, like understanding trauma, understanding the nervous system, getting in touch with other survivors starts for me, right? I start to feel like I'm human. I'm human again, right? Like I, these are normal responses to traumatic situations. There are people out there who relate to me. I'm not Mm -hmm. alone. And that's huge as part of healing. It is, Sarah. Oh, So this was just a lovely conversation, so validating, and I'm sure the listeners are feeling the same, the same as I am. So thank you for sharing with us. Um, Tell us, Sarah, how can people find out uh, more about what you do? How can they reach you? So my, um, I think like the biggest place right now is where I'm building a community um, through Instagram called Breaking Down CPTSD. Um, on that uh, platform, my kind of passion and mission and goal, right, is like to put trauma-informed resources into the hands of survivors, right? Because just like we said, I think um, without those resources, we feel like helpless, we feel hopeless. And Mm -hmm. so a big part of my thing is like, um, there's a way through you, like a lot of it's just the obstacle of finding those resources and tools that work for you. So breaking down CPTSD is where I'm sharing a lot of those resources. I'm building out a, um, survivor shop, like an, it's called OWL where I'm going to be right. Include, including survivor written 
right? Like workbooks, um, keepsakes, different things like that. And then hopefully I'm going to expand that into um, maybe some more um, kinds of peer support. But that's, that's, that's where I am. I'm, I'm on breaking down CPTSD on Instagram. And then I also have a, um, several resources at sarahair.com. Great. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. If you're interested in finding out how to work with me, there are two ways. The first is through a short-term trauma program called An Introduction to Understanding Your Nervous System from a Polyvagal Lens. This is a five-week, one-to-one online program where you're going to learn all about how your nervous system works. You're going to learn about why it responds the way that it does and how to begin to show your body how to come back to regulation to feel safer, how to become more embodied and present. These five weekly individual sessions are going to help you track your responses and triggers and regulate your nervous system. Another way, which is what I call a deeper dive, is a 12-week trauma healing program. And here, you're going to also learn all about your nervous system. But in addition to that, you're also going to learn about other things related to trauma and healing, such as understanding attachment, inner child parts work, boundaries, and so much more. To find out more about my trauma recovery coaching options, you can visit my website at www cbtsdcoach.com